Friday, the 23rd of November in the year of our Lord, 2022. Just a quick happy Thanksgiving, belated happy Thanksgiving to all of our friends across the pond. I hope you've had a lovely holiday and a nice time with your family. Well, we haven't done a show with Roy for a while because of all the goings on in Cardiff and Public Child Protection Wales, but he is back. And it's a very different kind of show. We're not going to touch on the financial stuff today. Um, it's something that's been brought to Roy's attention by actually somebody who's uh, one of his followers on his Telegram channel alerted him to something. So he's been digging. I very briefly tried to get my head around it after Roy called me first thing this morning with it. But with a further ado, let's bring in our wonderful Roy Davis. Hello, Roy. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Very good. I'm really excited for you to break this down and to release this. And, um, boy, there are so many questions. So a supporter got in touch with you, one of your followers, sorry, on Telegram, and gave you a bit of information. You've gone and deep-dived. What have you found? Well, this came about a few weeks back. And you're right. One of the uh, subscribers actually knows the the person who's named on the docket, you know, who's taken this case against uh, against the Congresswoman and Congress and the Biden administration. And I've been keeping a watching brief on it. And on Roybo 17, I've put forward over the last week or so that this could definitely be a runner. And well, by that I mean this is something that the it shouldn't be dismissed. Now, when I originally put it up, you'll see some remarks on the chat saying, dream world, going nowhere. And the, I accepted that, but I still kept to the point that you should keep a watch in brief. And, what, and before I go into it, I'd like to, you've got to take this case that the Supreme Court of the United States has agreed to take now in the environment that we now find ourselves in. We have uh, Joe Biden, uh, not just uh, identify, but it can be proven through the Biden tapes that he's taking money. The big guy's taking money from not just China. He's taking it from Ukraine. He's taking it from everywhere. And it's in that background that the elections, the midterm elections took place. The results are still not truncated. Still hasn't been decided fully. But Q made the point that the elections 2020 plus was safe. Now, this case, up front, uh, which I'll come to up in front of the Supreme Court, resolves around that fateful day in January, January the 6th, 2020, when, uh, when 2021 actually, when um, Pence okayed the electoral votes and uh, gave the victory to the, de to the Democrats. And it's the day that the, you had the, in inverted commas, riot insurrection, which really was nothing of the sort. But I'll come to that a bit later. Before I start this all, I'd like to, first of all, uh, make some points uh, from uh, uh, in regard to the legal processes for contesting the results of a presidential election. 
Now, this is the possession I'm reading. It's from a guy called Jack Maskell. He is, uh, he is the legislative attorney for Congress, and he put this forward on October the 24th, 2016. And this is verbatim. You know, I, I cut these quotes. What he says is, Congress meets to count electoral votes. And, you know, it was January the 6th then. Um, yeah. And he, he says that, you know, that from particular states, the, the votes are then given. An objection may be made uh, to the counting of electoral votes from a particular state, i.e., you know, one of the senators, a congressman, congresswomen can say, you know, you've got, let's just say, state X up. Well, I could test that. And once you make that, you contest, you contest verbally and you issue, you give the letter to, the, uh, to Pence, then that takes us on to a, a different scenario. This is, what, this is what the law in regard to elections says. No debate, once the objection is raised, is to be made in the joint session itself. In other words, when Pence was there, and 134 people got up with their written verbatim reports of uh, impropriety at the election, the first one that he received, by law, he should have suspended that uh, meeting, and then the House and the Senate should have gone to discuss the objections. And when a, it says, when a properly, I'm quoting from him now, when a properly made objection is received, the joint session is dissolved, and each House meets to consider the objection separately. Now, he then points to precedence, Rio Ohio electoral votes, the January 2005 uh, joint session where the electoral votes were read. And the, uh, 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 one, a couple of Congress people got up and immediately they challenged the state. And the vice president at the time said, right, that's it. We'll withdraw. A challenge has been made. And neither the, uh, the outcome was neither, when they discussed it, neither the Senate or the House agreed to the objection, and therefore the, vote, the votes were counted as cast. But the reason he puts it in is that the moment an objection was raised, by law, the vice president has to move then to suspend the joint session and to move back into the House. As noted earlier, this is his statement, the Electoral Count Act indicates the congressional determination that the states are to be, are to be the initial... Uh, I can't read my own right. Arbiter of election contests for presidential electoral votes within their objective and respective jurisdiction. Now, if you can think back to that January 6th meeting, you know, Sidney Powell and other attorneys and the representatives said to Pence, and I've looked at it, by the way, on YouTube, you have to suspend the meeting now. You have to suspend. We have to go back to our respective houses to discuss it. And Pence kept waving his hand, no, no, that's not what I've got to do. That's not, uh, that's not what I've been told I've got to do. In effect, that was Pence ignoring what the law has put forward that he was supposed to do. In other words, he broke the law, and so did everybody else who voted that Pence was right, and you should ignore these petitioners. You should ignore what's taking place. Now, on the 23rd, of uh, this month, 
Rollin J. Brunson, who is a citizen from uh, Utah, he uh, put his case against Alma S. Adams, a congresswoman, was presented to the Supreme Court. Now, this isn't about uh, election rigging. It's all about that issue I just stated, where Pence should, by the law, by the statutes, put forward in, in, uh, back in the day, but upheld in 2005, he should have clearly suspended once the first objection was raised, and he didn't. Now, the docket number is 22380. Now, that was, this was heard on Wednesday to determine whether the Supreme Court should actually take this case on. Now, it was defeated in two lower courts. It was defeated in the District Court of Utah on February the 2nd, 2022. And it also, he also lost the case in the U.S. Court of Appeal, the 10th Circuit, October the 6th, 2022. But the Supreme Court has a right, obviously, to have a look at what's put forward and can then look at the decisions of the lower courts. But they only do this in 1.1% of all the cases represented to them on the, that, uh, in the like that this one is. So you can see that this is no small, if you like, uh, case. This is no sort of, oh, we're just going to brush it off. No. Well, let's read the case put forward by Rallon Brunson. Now I'm going to just highlight certain points, but the case, this is what he says, his attorney says, the case uncovers a serious national security breach that is unique and is a first impression due to the serious nature of this case. It involves the possible removal of a sitting president and vice president, members of Congress, deeming them unfit forever holding office again. So he's stating that if this case is proved, then uh, Biden, and when I, when I mention respondents, that's Congress, that's the Senate, that's Biden, and that's the whole administration. So what, the, what his attorneys are saying is that if we prove this case, then it's incumbent for these people to be removed. Now, the statement of the case by Brunson against the respondents. Now, the first point that is made by uh, his, his briefs is that all the respondents have taken the required oath to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And as such, they are liable for consequences when they violate the oath of office. He makes further remarks. The respondents, and these are written, obviously this is a written uh, statement which went before the Supreme Court. Judges. The respondents were probably warned. That's, you know, let's just call them what they are, the traders, in my opinion. The traders were probably warned and were requested to make an investigation into a highly covert, swift, and powerful enemy. And by that, you remember that uh, when they were pushing Russia, 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 the Democrats, at that point, you had Pompeo and you had Trump saying, no, not Russia, Russia, Russia. We've had that. This is China, China, China. 
This is China, China, China intervention. And in the smart market machines and the dominion machines, you know, they had bases in Germany, but they remember they were using Chinese software. And we went over that hammer and tongue when it, when it came about. So the Chinese were at the, at the back of it. And now link that up with what I just stated. It's now coming up Hunter Biden's laptop. It's now coming about all the deals he's done, all the boards that he's on, all the money that he's taken. And the big fella, the big guy, is right in the middle of it. So the respondents were probably warned, and they took no notice at all. Now, it's, it also states that the respondents, the deep staters, the traders, thwarted the, all efforts to investigate the enemies. By so doing, Roland Brunson brings this action against the respondents. He states, by violating his rights, they violated the rights of every citizen in America. Now, during the proceedings, as I mentioned earlier, he states over 100 members, there were 134, claimed factual evidence that the said election, and these are his words, was rigged. The refusal of the respondents, that's the deep state, the traitors, to investigate this claim is an act of treason and fraud by the respondents, the traitors. And this is, this is a, if you like, this is a very important part. His attorneys have written, a successfully rigged election has the same end product as an act of war to, play, uh, to place into power whom the victor wants. And that's precisely the point. By that's the question that was raised by Jim Jordan, by Matt Gates, by Comer. It's a case of he who, he who pays the piper calls the tune. Well, Hunter Biden, you know, he emasculated his father, or his father led him, by the way, it looks like, where they took billions or millions, yeah, they're a crime family, billions, from the Chinese, from the Ukrainians. Now, you do their bidding. You've broken your oath of office. You're a traitor. You've gone the whole hog. Much like Obama was before him, the original Manchurian candidate, and you do the bidding of a foreign power. And it's entirely right that he raises these issues, and it is like an act of war. Now, this case represents, this is what they stated, a national security breach never seen before. If the Supreme Court grants, will, uh, grants his petition, Grants Brunson's petition, or orders the trial courts, that's the one I mentioned earlier, to grant Brunson's complaint in its fullest. Now, they can't do that, as I understand. They either can do it from the Supreme Court, or they can tell the lower court that uh, you must you know, put his claim in. Then immediately, you'll see the removal, that's, that's what his lawyers are arguing, of the respondents from office. Now, Remember the statement, fraud vitiates everything. You don't have to have every investigation to every state. No. Once they refused, at that January the 6th, to, where Pence refused to uh, call, uh, to say we'll suspend the session, we'll discuss it. That's it. They're all, in the, they're all in the ring. They're all in the hoop. And they made it clear. You know, all of them rest, the rest of them, the Democrats, the rhinos, they supported, supported him down the line. 
Now, Brunson's allegations against these, and he, uh, he calls them, rightly so, his, his lawyer does, a domestic enemy. And uh, it's, it, 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 it committing acts of fraud. Uh, and he states clearly that none of these individuals can be protected by any kind of legislation or jurisdictional immunity. In other words, he's pushing, you know, they can be fined 10,000, they can jail for five years or more, or they can be executed. That's what we're talking about. That's what his attorneys are stating. Now, that was presented to the, to the Supreme Court. That was denied by two further courts, two lower courts who said, nah, we're not accepting this. Like I said, the Supreme Court has a right to look over. 1.1% it agrees with the claimant, and the rest, 99%, it doesn't agree. But this time, it looks what, well, it looks what Branson has put forward, and it says, okay, okay, we will look at this. And it accepted, it accepted his petition as a petition of national emergency. What that means is the Supreme Court of the United States has made this case a priority. Now, they can move on that as fast as they like. Now, already, the Department of Justice has sent to the Supreme Court a waiver that they won't be uh, contesting. I bet they won't be contesting. I bet they're wavering. This is, you know, the, just, uh, the, the weaponized Department of Justice, weaponless. That's the point. You know, these are the people who've told lies, who've made up bogus charges. But now when it's laid out, where they're accused directly, by the way, of serious crimes, of treachery, they're not going to contest unless, unless they say the Supreme Court wants them to. But here's the point. On, because it's of national emergency, the Supreme Court doesn't have to call witnesses. And they're not here examining evidence. They're effectively examining a point of law. Now, on Roy Boy 17, I put down on Telegram that it was 10 days, 10 days that he failed on, that, that, uh, that Pence failed to give them. That's, I was incorrect there. The 10 days applies to a number of states. There is no time limit in the joint session in the Capitol. They're free. They were free to take as long as they required to investigate the 134 written complaints and the verbal complaints of election fraud that took place. That, now, that's not what the court is looking at. I'll reiterate. They're looking at Pence for not enacting what was law, what was the right of Congress on behalf of the people to expedite any fraud or treasonous acts, because that's what they would have done, which could bring to light the miscarriage of justice. But Roy, but when he was, when Pence was supposed to be doing that, all of a sudden they were under siege and everything had to be closed down. Am I not right? So maybe but, this could be a. Well, now you know why they had the riot. You know, Maybe, let's be clear could on. this be let's the be... reason that January 6th happened to ensure that yeah. that didn't go go through and it well, was just swept you... under the carpet because well, they were well, under you... like they were under siege? Well, look, you just got to you just got to look at the evidence. 
you know, they said that uh, Donald Trump never ever called for peace. Thankfully, Elon Musk has allowed his Twitter to be reenacted. And you can see the various tweets that Trump made on the day saying peaceful, we don't want any problems. And Trump himself offered Pelosi to get, but only she could put it, get the National Guard in, get the military in. You know, it's going to be a big demonstration. Now, Pelosi turned that down. Pelosi's laptop, if you remember, went missing. <laughs> if you, if a number of laptops went missing. Now, I think that uh, the good guys, when that, when that uh, it wasn't a riot walkabout, really. A boisterous walkabout took place. I think some of them went in and pinched the laptops. And it was Pelosi. And it was the right-wing traitors, or the, the, you know, the liberal traitors, who were the ones that promoted the January the 6th. So January the 6th was very apposite because he comes back. You know, this is where Pence said, you know, his life was in danger, enormously shaken up, and he truncates. You know, he's got the full support of everybody, but, you know, this has been terrible. You know, the, the Republicans which are trying to say, hang on a minute, you know, this hasn't been terrible. Oh, people have been killed. Four people have been killed. Yes, when in reality, one person was killed, but that was by the sergeant at arms under the employ of Pelosi, a Speaker of the House, of which we still haven't got to the bottom. We've got 400 people rotting in D.C. on the basis now we begin to see and we've we had more people a... die since then who were, who were there. Do you know what I mean? Because we've covered all this with um, Dave from Stop Hate. You know, there, yes. there are other people, you know, just as it's kind of happening or just after. And, uh, yeah, you're completely right, Roy. See, you, once you begin to look back at it, and that's why I'm saying the environment that we're in now, you know, where we've been to, all that we've gone through, this is apposite. I believe that this case is apposite at this moment in time. It couldn't have been framed better. And, you know, you got people saying, ah, well, it won't come to anything. But everybody, <laughs> their whole legions were saying that. But you have to keep your eye out for the straw in the wind, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Well, look that at what the mums, for a prime example, saying that nothing will ever come of it. Look at the mums in Wales and what they've achieved. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same, almost, you know, this guy's just gone and he's just gone and done it on himself. He's no one in particular, you know, and now all of a sudden it, we're here. So it's pretty, um, it's, it's what a time to be alive, Roy. Well, you, you do, you know, the same in Wales, in a sense, when you've got people who believe in what they're saying and refuse to be lied to refuse to accept uh, the, you know, the, the spurious claims of the state and the lies of the, of the people in, in power. Once you keep on, inevitably, you keep on, you keep on, and they begin to crack. And now you have, uh, hopefully, huge cracks in Wales, but in, uh, in America, on this issue, it's oh. wide open. It's wide open now. You know, people say to me, oh, you always talk about the military, Roy, Keystone, military people are... Uh, you know, the military are never going to come in. How would they come in? Now, I'm not saying that the military are going to come in. I don't know. You know, I believe, and I really believe this, that's, that the SCOTUS, I believe the judges will vote in favour of Brunson on the basis he, you can palpably prove that they didn't follow through. They didn't abide by the law. They didn't abide by the Constitution. That's simple. To see, and I think that's why they've had to take it up. That's why they take it up. Now the issue comes: 
What happens then? Now, it depends. Do they send it back? Now, I've, 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 things are going through my brain here. And do you know they say that the, the state, they could send it back to the state and the state could make the determination because that's what, uh, that's what our guy says. You know, the guy who wrote that piece on behalf of the, uh, the House, the legal piece, he says that the state should determine. Now, take your mind back to 2020. Take your mind back to that hour and a half call with Raffensperger that Donald Trump had where the audio was there. We heard it. And Donald Trump said to him, you haven't followed through. You have no rights to do this. It's down to the legislatures to do this. It's down to the Senate and the House in the county, in the state to do it. And Raffensperger said, no, the law changed. And governors all over took those decisions away, away. They also rebuked the, uh, the freedom and the rights of those legislatures to decide. So their court all ends up. There's no way out now. And I think this, this case has come up, you know, for a re- all cases have come up for a reason. But this ties in wonderfully. So what, what will be the future developments? Well, yeah, who am I to say? You know, we only ever postulate. None of us know the plan. You know, the Q drops are there, and they're really, really good. But you've got to be a genius to be able to, to riddle them out, to find out. The, but one, a number of them make the case. You know, Q says it'll be at the top, Congress and the Senate. It will be swift. He also states Satan leaves the White House by the 17th of December. He states that this is going to be a great Christmas. Well, he says Christmas is going to be great. What's he talking about? I think this passage is in now. You know, what, if the Supreme Court supports Brunson against the deep state, against these traitors, what happens next? The whole ballgame is up. It's one of the reasons, by the way, one of the reasons why, why uh, that cretin who runs the DOJ, Merrick Garland, has wavered his right is because if he came into court, then you could have disclosure, get even more details out of him. And the other part is, if they go against Biden, I can see this weaponized DOJ saying, well, we've had no part in this. What if they stay? What if the Biden administration, the DOJ, and the rest of the rat-black cabal say, no, we're not accepting that? That's possible. That's possible. Another side of that is, if the Department of Justice does it, uh, sorry, if the, if, if the Senate does it and starts removing, who's going to remove who? Who's going to take these senators? Who's going to sort these congressmen? Who's going to support all these corrupt administrators? It can only be the military. Now, they're saying the marshals and the Secret Service. Maybe, but the military will have to be in play because don't think for one moment that these... Uh, Woke lefty liberals, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, MS-30, don't think that they're just going to sit by and say, oh, well, you know, we've been found out. That's justice. No. In a number of democratic states, hell's bells will come to play. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, this is an assumption that the Supreme Court is going to look at it and side with Brunson against the traitors in the deep state. You see, i got to... <laughs> Why would they look at this case, you know, by a citizen? They've kicked all the other cases out. You know, 
when there was precedent, you remember two, two years ago, precedent had a ball with that. We're not accepting that precedent. They disregarded anything. But here comes this guy. Because he doesn't mention election fraud. He doesn't mention anything about ballot rigging. No, he says, no, the rights of American citizens weren't protected by Biden. The law he wasn't should have. followed. The law wasn't followed. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Now, that is so simple. It's, yeah, how can, what's it, it's got the Supreme Court. They've looked at it. And like I said, 1.1% of these type of things get through. 99% get chucked in the bin. But they've looked at it, and it's so glaring that they must be thinking, well, we just can't ignore this. You know, this is not something we can just, you know, the law is clear. It was defined in 2016 before the election. You know, the legal, the legal experts in, in Congress wrote forward what should happen. And they said that, you know, in the event of any written objections, verbal objections must be written as well. Then the vice president must suspend the, the session, the joint session, and then must deal with the issues, must be dealt with in the House and the Senate. And only when they're satisfied do they come to a conclusion. Well, there would have been some discussions. Had it, you know, they wouldn't have got through. They would be able to prove. Yeah, they'd be able to prove that there was fraud. So now you've got this. So I would say that, you know, there's everything's in play. And to think that there's not a plan, to think that the Q team are not, are, are not aware of what's taking place. They're acutely aware. Remember, the electoral votes determine what? The president and the vice president. What happens? What happens if SCOTUS says no? It's correct. It wasn't followed. Well, that's it. Who is now the president of the United States? Donald Trump. He has to be reinstated. He cannot not get away from it. He is the rightful president. Now, most of your Congress is gone. Most of your Senate's gone. And by the way, that fits perfectly in the scenario that we've been outlining for two years. And then you've got well, can I just, can only I just the military. Roy, let me just ask you this. So you say he has to be... So if the law wasn't followed, surely there would have to be an investigation first before he was reinstated. Surely that would have no, to no, be... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Why? Why? If you've, if you've committed treason against your country, and that's what by, and that's what, uh, so that's what the military did. come in then before it going back to Trump while things were going no. on? Right. Okay. No, Scotus, I think Scotus' position on that is, yeah... Fraud has been vitiated. So that election is voided. So who was the president before that election? President Trump. Has he been removed, uh, removed by a fair election? No, no. Supreme Court has found out, no, it was very, very unfair. And much more will flood out. Therefore, Portis comes back. But then you got the situation. Many of these people, if it goes through, will be, you know, in jail. Yeah, the 400 will be freed and, and the 400 real traders will take their place. Or something like that will take place. And then you're in a new, you're in a new game then. Then it is a situation of uh, Trump needing the aid and assistance of the White Hats in the military. And uh, it, it's not going to be like, a, <laughs> I've said it many times, I don't perceive martial laws having troops on every street and every town and every city and every state. No. I think it won't be like that. It'll be a reconstruction that will take place. Anyway, 
that's for the future. We first of all got to see what happens. But I'm enormously heartened by uh, by the Supreme Court saying, no, no, we're not dismissing this. It's uh, it's a petition of national importance. We're gonna we're gonna adjudicate. Do you know what I, I find very very uh, interesting? So it went through uh, what the day before. Well, they had until the day before Thanksgiving. On um, the 23rd, there, there is nothing mainstream, absolutely zero. I've had a look and I cannot find any mainstream outlet talking about well, this, mentioning it. Do you know, Lou? Do you know, Lou? You, uh, we must have second sight or something because I was looking at this four days ago and I thought, I always look on the, the Google and Duck, yeah. whatever it is, Dr. Godo. I thought, there, there's nothing coming up. And then I saw a few quotes about uh, about uh, Brunson where they say he's a mythical character. <laughs> he doesn't exist. There's no such person. And that was prior to the... Uh, that well, I'm looking at his actual address and even his phone number here. Well, yeah. But that was what the press put out with him when he first went to the court of Utah, whether they ridiculed him, made him out to be a nothing, nothing burger, a bit of a nut, et cetera, et cetera. Now... You're right. There is nothing. And I mean nothing. And that's why I think that this is the real deal. <laughs> that they're not saying a word. You know, even the waiver by Merrick Garland. My God, waiver. You're being accused. Interesting of you're well, being a, they're accusing Garland and they're accusing Biden of treason. That's what Brunson's saying. And you waiver your rights to put forward the case against them. Are you serious? And what's interesting, Roy, the thing is, if this, you know, is a success, right, they're, you know, they, what they, what the press going to do? Why didn't they report on it before? Because they're not going to have any choice but to suddenly come out with this. So they're, they're, no, they're, they're hanging themselves. No, I, I think what the case is that they're not, they're not going to, I think the way that they'll spin it will be, uh, you know, this, this is just a small petition. We can't believe the Supreme Court has backed this. Has the Supreme Court lost their marbles? This guy, he lost in two lower courts. For God's sake, he's a nobody. They've gone. They've all got. But the problem that they've got is that the Liberals are in the Supreme Court, Sotomayor and the rest of them. And they will vote as well on a basic right or wrong, on a question of basic law. They will not sell themselves down the river. Not on. I think, you know, I looked at the video that the guy said, he's right. Lindell keeps on saying the Supreme Court will vitiate fraud. Nine nil, nine nil, nine nil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they will. I think they'll go nine nil in favour of Brunson. And then the floodgates will open. And then the storm has arrived. Then the storm will be upon us. And it'll be interesting to watch events then. Now, I don't you normally come in and do uh, shows like this, Lou, because um, <laughs> you can burn yourself badly. But nevertheless, if I'm all wrong, I can't be wrong on the, on the facts that I've raised, that the Supreme Court have taken this on board, that this guy has been bounced twice before. And I've read out what his statement has said. The Supreme Court read it. They've read all that, the nine judges, and said, OK, yeah, we'll take it on. And they've, they've designated... I'm going to put uh, the links under with the court dockets and stuff anyway under this post if anyone wants to uh, take a look for themselves. Well, I'm being asked by people, you know, uh, when did it, uh, for further information. Well, they'll have to go on Roy Boy 17. I, I'm not going to go and research my own site. I've put everything up there over the last three weeks. You can see it. I've put comments up there. I've made statements. It's there. But you have to do your own research. 
I haven't got the time to look back and find and dig stuff out. It's all there, and I think you're right. You get it on Liberty Tactics, and we should get it on your on your platform as well on Telegram because I think it could be this could be it. You know, this could be you know people looking for avenues of which way is it going to take? How can this? Well, look at this. Just look at this, and I think that uh, this this could be the gift that keeps someone giving. Actually, anyway, I hope it is. <laughs> I hope this is the beginning and the end of these bastards. Anyway, Lou, is there much? Is there anything? Have you looked at the the Q post? Are we looking at anything happening? Just very very briefly, Taiwan. Is there anything other that you have been looking at that we can just give a little snippet before you're back again? Yeah, you can, I can give a snippet, okay, you know, and particularly um, Ukraine now, <laughs> Ukraine, General Winter, he got, they've virtually got no electricity, no gas. You know, look at Kherson. Putin leaves Kherson. Uh, the, uh, Zelensky waves it as a great, great, great uh, victory. Now he's got five, half a million people. He can't house, he can't warm, he can't keep, <laughs> he can't keep under a roof. You know, it's, it's, it's devastation there. I mentioned the last time there's huge splits. I think, I think Putin is just going to shut up shop now and sit back, get the troops all there. But I, I, I think they'll st- as soon as the winter hits on, uh, it's really, really bad. He'll just he'll let General Winter take its toll. And on a, you know, Ukraine is really a desolate country now. And the, the Ukrainian masses have a choice. They'll either suffer these horrendous conditions that you're suffering now, and it'll get far worse. How they remove Zelensky? They'll get rid of them. And I think that's more than likely what could happen. Now, on the issue of China and Taiwan, you know, the resident said that he went in and talked uh, to Xi, and he had a big conversation, and he, he said about he was unhappy about uh, his uh, human, uh, the atrocities and Taiwan. But he, that's what he said he told. And then he came out and said in a further interview, you know, um, Taiwan's a part of China. You know, Taiwan, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's integral to the development of China mainland. In other words, I don't, think, I don't think they know what's going on. I don't think they've got an approach. And I think that Taiwan might hold off. Now, I think Trump is right. It's coming. It's going to come, but not right at the moment. But on the aspect I was going to deal with, with BRICS, and BRICS Plus and the ASEAN countries and the SEO. I was going to really develop BRICS now because I was going to touch on the British economy because the Office for Budget Responsibility, I call that the Office of Bloody Retards, by the way, and I'll tell you for why. You've only got to look at what they put forward last year. They put forward last year 6% growth, 4% maximum inflation, Huge amount of jobs being created. If you look at it, it's, it bears no relation to what took place in the following 12 months. And the Office of Budget Responsibility now is in Mickey Mouse land. The, the budget that he put forward doesn't answer the issues. It only touches on them. And let's say something about Hunt. People say to me, well, you know, you must know what he's doing. Oh, a musty. Well, this is a guy who spent many years in Japan teaching English. He came back. He got his family to help him invest in marmalade, and then he tried to sell the Chinese marmalade for years and got nothing out of it. And then he became an MP. 
He has no qualifications at all in finance. He doesn't know about the financial markets and the effects that they can have. But you have a situation, which I'm trying to get to, is that the West now, their financial explosion over the past 50 years is now, if you like, it's imploding. Now the debt bubble is about to burst. The bonds are in tremendous crisis. But if you have a look at China, if you have a look at Russia, I was just reading about the Belt and Road Initiative. There are 142 countries in the Belt and Road Initiative. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that you've got uh, highways, seaways, or airways. No. In these countries, most of them have been invested heavily with China and Russia, and they've prepared their key commodities or key crops that need to be taken round and sold. In other words, outside of the ACC countries, us, America, and Europe, there is a network of a world economy set up. And you have the situation where Xi announced a 25-year deal with Qatar for liquid, liquid gas, LNG. 25 years. With Saudi, it's a 50-year deal they're contemplating. Now, What's interesting about Qatar is all over the media and the press, every one of them is slamming in. It's a $60 billion deal that's been done. Uh, and, you know, they're right in that. But when you have a look at the China Daily, you know, their mouthpiece, this time there's no mention of dollars in the deal. And the one thing that's been held back from being disclosed publicly is the payment method. Now, in 2017, the Chinese and the Russians set up an exchange, exchange center in Qatar for the ruble, for the digital renminbi, and in an, to, to interrelate the currencies. I've got a feeling that Qatar, before Saudi Arabia, I might say, well, we've signed it. We're, going, we're taking payment in yuan. Why would they do that? Well, the de-dollarization and the death of the dollar is taking place fast. They haven't got, they haven't got any commodities of any great, you know, of any great measure. They haven't got manufacturing. Germany was a powerhouse in Europe, but that stopped. In America, it's virtually non-existent. It's it's a country I like. Germany that's shutting down, not developing. Ten thousand from Amazon, you know, seven thousand. I mentioned the figures last week. You're seeing a huge now attack on, on the living standards of working people and the jobs being you know, done away with. So you've you got a situation where <laughs> in the BRICS countries, they're set fair. What's the, what's the inflation rate in, uh, in, in China? 2%. 2%. They secured for themselves gas and, and oil for 50 years at very reduced rates. Germany wouldn't sign a deal. America says, no, we're not signing any deals. Well, I don't blame America because they've got tremendous resources underground. All they've got to do is restart the pipelines and then they'll start getting out. That won't be done under Biden. So you have a scenario now where the BRICS countries literally are on the cusp of 
uh, isolating themselves, particularly the key countries, isolating themselves, isolating themselves away from the dollar, and have got the emergence of a real economy with all the commodities, the food, and the materials, and the workshop of the world in China. I'll leave you with this last thought. You know, the dollar has been the reserve currency. It has had enormous prestige as a reserve currency. Zimbabwe, last week, de-dollarized. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe de-dollarized on minerals. It's got a lot of minerals. It's saying, we don't want dollars anymore. We'll take gold. We'll we don't want dollars. We don't want euros. We don't want pounds. And what, are, what is Zimbabwe doing? They're actually producing gold coins now to back up their currency because it's got huge inflation. And it's working, by the way. But more than that, they're creating very small gold coins for the population to buy. Zimbabwe is on the Belt and Road Initiative. Zimbabwe has very lucrative deals from China and Russia. Zimbabwe is beginning to claw its way out from being the poverty child of Africa. And that's, emer that's, what, that's why I mentioned Cuba last week. You've got the smaller countries now de-dollarizing. That is a signal. You expect the big ones to do it. So what really is the BRICS? The BRICS is a bridge. The West's economy is going to go down the tubes. But the life raft for us in the ACC countries is going to be the BRICS. Let's not forget, we will fall back into a world economy that's not destroyed, that's being kept. Now, I was going to develop and discuss this in much more detail because I feel that many of the many of our compadres they have a negative viewpoint. They associate the the character of the Chinese Communist Party with what BRICS is actually being built about. And we've got to get that clear. Maybe I'll do that in the next discussion. Lovely, Roy. Thank you so much. We can't wait for that. So it's RoyBoy17 for all of Roy's updates. That's his main platform now. Uh, LibertyTactics.co.uk, obviously. Uh, if you'd like to support us, you can buy us a coffee on there. Um, we've actually got a platform since we were removed off PayPal over a year ago now. So uh, thank you to everybody who has supported us so far. And obviously I have to say publicchildprotectionwales.org. If you haven't supported them, please go ahead and do so and see the incredible work that they're doing. Roy, we'll speak to you next week then. Will do, Lou. You take care. Thanks. God bless. <laughs>